the Fantasy Six-Pack Hour. With your hosts, Joe Bob. Ah, you're awful. And A.J. Applegar. It's Sin Shu Sin Chew. It's a mouthful. All right, welcome to the Fantasy Six-Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net. With me as usual, and back after a week hiatus, AJ Abagarth. What's up, man? What's happening? What's happening? Heard you had uh, all kinds of record-breaking numbers without yeah. me here. So, uh, I mean, of course. Thank you for everybody who tuned in in my absence. Uh, much appreciated. But um, sorry, he's back, I'm people. Back. I don't. Yeah, know. sorry. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how this week's numbers go. It's another night without football, which is uh, my reasoning for why uh, you did so well. Here we go. Here we go. So and we um, it has nothing to do with my absence. Uh, in fact, you probably lost viewership because of that. Um, now they're all. I, I don't care about Thanks. the numbers. I don't care about the numbers. <laughs> I'm not here for numbers. I'm here for football. You're here to baseball, ramble, and, and, and that's not good. And Yes. Good chattery. Good chattery. Is that a word? <laughs> Interesting. All right. Well, so, <clears throat> yeah. Before we get going here, I uh, just want to remind everybody, subscribe, follow us on YouTube, uh, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you watch or listen, uh, Periscope, you name it. So we appreciate the support that you can give us there. Uh, as AJ alluded to, there is no Thursday night football game, so so no, you know, game game breaking news, I guess, whatever we call it. You know, we just kind of chime in every now and then where there's a big play with those. So, uh, on to some real quick news here, AJ, that I kind of just put in here real quick because it happened this morning and we hadn't planned for it. But four Falcons have tested positive for COVID, so the Falcons have <clears throat> have. Uh, and Jeff is telling me an extra personnel. So that's five people in the organization that have tested positive. Only one. No play. So they all came back false positives or whatever? Yeah, I totally missed that. All right. So maybe we're in the clear. But I guess they're still going to shut things down and retest everybody. I don't know. I, I missed that, man. It's hard to keep up with everything. I run around chasing two kids all day. Um <clears throat> So, yeah, I guess be on the lookout for the COVID stuff with the Falcons. They are playing Minnesota this week, I believe. So uh, it's weird to say that I'd actually be sort of not sad that this game was postponed a week because I'm a Dalvin Cook owner. Did not get Madison in a draft because somebody's totally overdrafted him in that, in that league. Didn't have him. And now I couldn't trade for him. And I may not have to lose him at all. So it might work <laughs> out fine. I might get cooked back. Um, speaking of bye week teams, though, we got Raiders, Chargers, Saints, and Seahawks all on bye this week. So um, let's bring our guest on and, and move on with the rest of the show. Guest this week is Michael LaPlante. Uh, he's a new fantasy football writer this season for Fantasy Six Pack. He also does a podcast, the Wolfpack Fantasy Football Podcast, with him, Dylan Clemens, and Michael uh, Michael Bonnie. So, Mike, what's up, man? How you doing? Not much. How are you guys doing? Good, man. All right, Welcome man. to the show. Yeah, Thanks for having good. me. So, uh, we got a big show ahead, uh, but before we got into that, let's do our beer of the week. Mm. 
beer. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, Michael. So you are the guest of honor. So go ahead and tell us what you are sipping on tonight. <clears throat> we got some Wisconsin only New Glarus Spotted Cow. Nice. All right. Delicious. Nice, man. What kind of beer is that? Uh, it's it's a classic lager. All right, but it's not like, not as thick as your your normal lager. Okay. Enough, I feel like I've heard of that from somebody else, and I can't remember who. Maybe it was you, and I just don't remember. It, it was either me or Dylan. Probably, yeah, yeah. So AJ, I, what I do you remember tonight? hearing about that one as well? Um, tonight I'm drinking a local to uh, Baltimore as well, a Union. Craft Brewing's Foxy IPA. It's a, a red IPA. Uh, it's it's full of leaves and autumn on it, so it's uh, it's pretty tasty. Drew me in, and Very I decided to try something something a little different. I mean, I, it's still an IPA, but it's a red IPA, which I don't typically drink. So uh, it's pretty good, though. Not not over overwhelmingly uh, heavy. Uh, definitely a little more on the uh piney malty side so i like it though nice i actually have not i've tried a few red ipas and i, I haven't gotten into any of them yet um so i've kind of shied away from the other ones that i've seen just because you know it's been like three to three or four to four i'm just like eh, they're not very good I, I like other like red you know red ales and stuff like that that I've, that I've had but the red ipas don't do it for me for some reason so um <clears throat> so I am drinking a Commonwealth Brewing Company Grunge. It's a triple dry hop, double IPA. Uh, a little bit different. Usually it's double dry hopped. Um, this one's super bitter. I'm not gonna lie, but it's uh, it's good. I gave it a four. It's uh, it's also it it's it's really bitter, but it's also kind of creamy at the same time. It's kind of a weird like mix. It's something that I, I haven't tasted before in an IPA, but but it's solid. Uh, it is on the heavier side. I want to say upwards of like eight and a half, eight point six. Yep. So it's a it's a good one. By the end of the show, I'll be feeling good. So <laughs> at the end of which show have you not been feeling good? <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> All right, let's jump into this. Welcome back. Uh, Welcome back. Advice column this week. So wanted to get into some of the stats. And, you know, analytics and things like that, that, that I personally use when I'm evaluating trades, evaluating players, you know, pickups, um, doing my rankings, things like that. Um, you know, like those are the obvious ones. You, you just look at fancy points, you know, not necessarily like at this point in the season, you're just looking at like fancy points per game. You know, how consistent they are. Uh, have they had like one blow up game, like a 40 point game that a bunch of like seven point games you can't rely on that obviously right so you look at fantasy points but when you're looking at like week 13 yeah i mean you can look at the whole season type of thing but you also want to look at the last like four games the last five games the last three games whatever it is like especially if 
situations have changed for that player in that span of time. It's like somebody else got injured type of stuff. So those are like the time frames Like you want to narrow things down sometimes, especially for, for different players. Um, you also want to look at fantasy points against. So, you know, you look at, you look at team, you, know, you look at wide receiver X, right? That's playing, you know, the Browns or something like that, right? You look to see how the, the Browns are doing against receivers. You can even some sites, you can break it down by like, you know, wide receiver ones, wide receiver twos, wide receivers in the slot. You can also look at, you know, your cornerback receiver matchups, right? So you're going to get teams that are going to lock their main corner for the most part. It's not always a hundred percent for the most part on the wide receiver one. So, you know, you look at like Tredavious white for the, for the bills. Like he's that guy who's going to follow somebody. Um, this year is not as locked down as it was as last year, but last year, like you just you flat out wanted to avoid that in almost all situations. I mean, let's look like Devontae Adams or like you know Andre Hopkins, like you were kind of avoiding it. It seemed like um, so that's the type of stuff. You and those are those are kind of I feel like really more obvious ones. Other ones that people may not really get into, you know, the more casual players may not get into, right? Is you know you, you get into like snap counts. For you know, this is big for for receivers. You like your second receivers and your third receivers and and your running backs, right? You want to look at snap counts, and then to go a little, you get into like touches, so targets, um, and then receptions off those targets, and then you know just carries in general, um, and then you can also look at it as far as like the the team share. So yeah, you know it's it's cool that maybe so and so got ten carries this week and that's abnormal for him but maybe the team was blowing out the you know their team was blowing out the their opponent and so they actually had like 40 carries that week well that's not really that many so maybe somebody else got a lot more so that's not as high up as you would think so 10 carries you got to look at the game flow too and how things went um i've mentioned it a lot on this on this show too i use dvoa a lot um it's a football outsider's stat that they put together it's great for determining kind of like a balanced um approach to evaluating how good a defense is against a team now it doesn't go far in you know it's not a well they're this bad against receivers for fantasy they're letting up this many points it's they kind of level the playing field and say like if everybody kind of played average opponents this is how good or bad they would be so they kind of you know they you know, especially you know, you got to think about teams like uh, uh, who had that crazy start to the was a Houston. Like I'm sure their like defensive DVOA was way better than their points against. Now their defense still isn't really that good, but I'm sure their DVOA was better. I didn't look this up beforehand, but it had to have been. I mean, they played so many juggernauts to start the year. Like it had to have been balanced back out a little bit for them. So that's the kind of thing that you can look at too. Like it kind of gives a breakdown. And if you pay for their their subscription. They're the ones they are at least one site that I know that breaks it down by like position within the receivers. So like they'll break it. They'll break the receivers down in by, you know, how good are the bills against receiver ones, receiver twos, receiver three slot receivers, tight ends, running backs who catch the ball type of thing. So they break it all the way out. It's, it's actually phenomenal. It used to not be behind the paywall and I loved it, but now it is. And um, so that kind of sucks for a lot of people. So. Um, other things that I use, um, which I know not everybody can, and you know, I can't share the information cause don't pay for the rights to do that. But, you know, pro football focus, you can look at their team and their player grades and through like the data. That's just another source for you. Not, not the only place I would go, but that's a good, a good place to go. 
Um, <clears throat> you can try to find it's not readily available, but routes run per player. Um, I think this is especially crucial for your like second and third receivers, the ones that are like splitting time with somebody else, and especially your tight ends. How many times do your tight end going out and running a route instead of sitting in and blocking? That's huge because then you know you have more opportunity to play. Like we've said it many times before, volume is key in this game, right? That's why you go draft these running backs that you think are going to get 15 to 20 touches a game, whether it's in the, you know, getting carries or getting receptions. The opportunity is key. So if your tight end is going to get the opportunity to catch the ball because he's actually running a route, then that's then that's even more reason to go after him. Um, and then another one, which I personally don't use a lot, but I know a lot of people do. And Jeff, I think you're a big one. Our producer here is air yards. And, and I get the reason for it. Um, I, I just I haven't really gone into it heavily, um, but I get the reasoning behind it. And it's that. Look, if the, the thing with air yards is that it's how far down the field is the ball traveling before that receiver would essentially catch it, right? And so it it's hit or miss with me. There are certain receivers that are just awesome at catching the ball, five-yard dig routes, you know, and just taking it for 15 every time. Like, it just seems to work out that way, right? You get guys that are just good at that. You also get guys that are going to catch 10 passes like that, and you don't really care, Julian Edelman. And you're going to get 15 PPR points. And if they fall in the end zone, you're getting 21. You know, like you're good with that. Um, but the idea is that, you know, the farther down the field that the ball is traveling before it gets to the receiver, the more opportunity that they have for yards and yards rule, obviously. Um, and that, that also makes a difference for quarterbacks, you know. So, like, a lot of people were looking at Jared, Jared Goff's game last week and that, like, a lot of, you know, he had a good game, but his air yards were actually terrible. <laughs> You know, I mean, we saw Woods take one, you know, it was like a 30 yard pass and he took it for 70 or whatever it was, you know, 50. I don't forget what it was, but he took it really, you know, deep down the field. So I'm going to stop there. There's probably 100 more I could go into. Those are the big ones that I feel like I, I use um, outside of air yards, but I, I, I have used it. I don't use it a lot, but I have. Um, Michael, I'll start with you. What what? um. Do you have anything else to add to this or anything that you don't like that I've mentioned? Uh, no, I mean, you pretty much nailed it all on the head. I mean, all those stats. I mean, th- honestly, my my motto is the more information, the better. You just have to be able to sift through what you can tell is good information to bad information because people can make stats you know, sound any which way they want. Yeah, that's the big thing with it, too. It's, you know trying to figure that out and get to the right information. Like you said, like uh, I know uh, not, not to like knock on, on Matt Barry. I feel like his, his love hate uh, column that he does. That's a lot of, of, of that kind of feeling like, well, this guy I love because he's done this versus this defense or, you know, he gets this many touches for this. And it's like, uh, okay, well, yeah, that's helpful, I guess, for this one week. But it's it's not like a, a great barometer to, to go off of all the time. And again, he, he's been in the game a long time. He, he, he has a, a great knowledge base. But some of his things, I feel like, kind of go down that road. And I've seen it from other, other uh, analysts as well. Um, the one thing I want to kind of circle back here on is the the targets and touches and and routes run with the tight ends i feel like that's 
the two of those really go hand in hand because if you can find the tight ends that are going to be your top target guys or or second in targets obviously there's there's not usually a tight end that's leading a team in targets unless you're Mark Andrews or maybe Kelsey Kelsey yeah those guys um I mean those kinds of guys obviously they're going to be the top ones but that's that's the place where you really want to dig deep with your tight end and if you find some of these guys like we kind of assumed Hayden Hurst would be third in targets um you know gage has come along in a few games but julio's missed time so and and hurst has kind of been a bust uh for as much hype as as a lot of us were giving him coming in um but that that's one thing i like to look at for for tight ends at least um and then just running backs you know just seeing which running backs are gonna help me out in the passing game as well as running you know because pretty much every league i play in is at least half ppr so i can't even remember last time i played in a standard league. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that's i mean that's kind of an obvious one but um if, if no one else has anything else to add here i'd like to uh take a quick minute for uh some clarification on on the, the the jerseys that we see behind me here somewhere. Let me do my my best uh, air traffic control, um, whatever uh, impression. That's the word I'm looking for. Thank you for my brain to catch up. So these two jerseys behind me are uh, Devonte Adams and Kenny Galladay. If uh, if you can't tell from the the blurry screen on on the YouTube device. Um, I think it's gotten better. They are signed jerseys that uh, I personally purchased from pristineauctions.com for the sole purpose of giving them away on our show this year. Um, just just part of our, our way to to try to, to give back a little bit and, you know, figure something out for the fans. And, and you know, Pristine Auctions was a bit of a, a guilty pleasure for me, so I don't really <laughs> want to talk about the money that was spent on that site um, <laughs> mostly, you know, for, for stuff to give away, but also for myself as well and, and some friends, but we will be coming up with something, uh, next week we will give away at least one of these jerseys, maybe both. Uh, we'll have to find out, um, what my brain can come up with as far as a fun contest for doing that. Also open to suggestions, uh, uh for any of the listeners out there, feel free to, to tweet me. Uh, at Apple Garth Algar that you can see on the screen there. Hit me up if you have ideas. Otherwise, we'll come up with something good and um, get some some lucky viewers, some cool signed swag. Yeah, absolutely, right. man. Looking forward to giveawaying those. I kind of want that Devontae Adams. <laughs> it's nice, man. I I really like the uh, the yellow when I saw it. It's like okay, this one's this one's a little interesting. I'm gonna I'm gonna go after this one. It pops. Yeah. Uh, so before we move on, we got a couple questions through the uh, the YouTube live chat here. So Blue Crew, Chep, PPR, have Claypool and can trade him. I might need a bye week running back if Gordon gets suspended. Should I try trading Claypool for a running back or hold him? Worst case scenario, I grab a running back off free agency. I mean, I guess it depends on who you would get, honestly. But like, yeah, I mean. I'm not sure I'm buying into the Claypool like total blow up game. We'll get into that a little later because we are talking about him. But uh, um, I don't know. I mean, 
I would do it. I mean, I mean, if you need if yeah. you need a running back, anyways. I mean, there, receivers can be found, and especially if it's a best ball league, which I don't know, but it, nah, he didn't say that. Yeah, so uh, just PPR. Yeah, I mean, this I would might sell. be the this might be the best you know high sell you know to do this week. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, should I trade Clyde Edwards Hilaire away because Le'Veon Bell just got signed? These guys are ruining our uh, our spots here. Maybe I should wait on these. Uh, I'm holding the Ceh. I feel like you're just getting you're getting nothing of value for him. I'm gonna wait to see how this works out for him. Um, but yeah, value's definitely down for now. <clears throat> um, so it's, right, not like get... C... it's not like hey, Ceh was getting much of the passing <clears throat> work, anyways. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't great. Not as not as great as everybody was blowing it up to be. So um <clears throat> so all right. Let's move on here. So some weekly news and notes. Uh Falcons fire Dan Quinn. I mean they've been horrible this season. They're 0 five. Is it totally his fault? Probably not. Matt Ryan has looked like garbage outside of like the first two weeks. Um but this is how it goes. Somebody has to take the blame, and the coach is the easiest one to let go. Let's, let's shake things up. Raheem Morris is there. I mean, Michael, does anything change with Raheem Morris there, or are we going to see the same old Falcons at this point? I mean, look <clears> at what <throat> happened with Houston and you know Bill O'Brien. They, it's, it kind of looks like you know the players were just kind of happy to get a new you know change of scenery. So we might see that with the Falcons. They might you know be a little rejuvenated with a new head coach. You know, calling plays, or I don't know if uh, Dirk Cutter's still going to call the plays. But you know, they might have a little bit more of a fire underneath their butt. You know, to play better for this coach. Yeah, AJ, you got anything else? Yeah, I, I agree with that, and. um I mean, you saw what Houston did. They came out and, and crushed it for Romeo Cornell last week. Um, I I mean, this the, the, the question I have here is, I mean, we all kind of knew Dan Quinn was going to be one of the first to go with the way the season was going. Uh, B.O.B. probably should have been fired four years ago, um, <laughs> you know, or not ever given a contract. Before and, he became general manager. <laughs> yes. But what why does crazy eyes gaze still have a job? We don't know. I don't understand. Like, They're I don't even want to know what kind of dirt and or devious pictures he has of somebody that allows him to keep a job. And he's like, well, maybe I'll just hand off the play calling. I don't know. I've thought about it over, over the years, but you've never done it. So just, I don't know. Well, well, I, that's that's all I have on that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the one thing I'll say about Raheem Morris is that when he took over the defensive play calling last year, that defense improved like tenfold. I mean, it was a phenomenal like turnaround. And I mean, they started out what they started out like one in eight, and they almost finished five hundred because of it. Like so much better. Maybe he lights a fire over the under the offense's ass. Who knows? I, I but. Something's got to change. I don't think Matt Ryan is quite this bad. Maybe it's that, you know, <clears throat> Julio's is not there, and that makes that much of a difference. But I thought Calvin at this point was at that point where he could, you know, own the defense a little bit more than that. But maybe maybe he's not. So time will tell. 
other news here. We got Dak Prescott obviously injured in week five. Done for the year. Everybody knows that by now. Question is Andy Dalton worth a pickup or is he a wait and see streamer type of play? I mean, obviously two quarterback leagues and super flex. We know he is like, it's, he has to be talking about one quarterback leagues. I mean, is he somebody like, especially if you had Dak, you know, there's a bunch of one quarterback leagues where people own two quarterbacks just because, you know, and I, you know, I've, I've I, we said it a lot this off season where, you're starting to have to take two quarterbacks in in drafts because there's so many teams that do, and if you're trying to stream, you're kind of left with not a whole lot. <laughs> so uh, you sort of have to stream with the guys you draft at that point if you're going to try to do that. So is Dalton somebody that you're looking at maybe picking up? Yeah, I I thought it over long and hard, uh, you know, in just you know my ten team leagues, but you know, it's. <clears throat> It's cautionly optimistic. I mean, he has the best weapons he's had around him probably in his career. Yeah. I mean, he the offensive line is a little depleted. That scares me, but it wasn't good in Cincinnati, so No, it's but it's an upgrade <laughs> nonetheless. Right. Yeah. That's what I mean. <laughs> so, I mean, I think he has the best potential to actually be, you know, a, possibly a top 10 quarterback. I mean, he ain't going to be Dak. I mean, it's just, it's not going to be Dak, but yeah, I think he's got it. And I, if you're struggling at quarterbacks and, you know, and you may have, you know, drafted Carson Wentz, uh, you know, you know, struggling with him, it's worth a thought and possibly a pickup. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll just go ahead and say that I did pick him up in my 10 team (laughs) league, uh, my, my home league, which I'm just piss poor in this year uh, thanks to cmc and michael thomas both being out oh man it's um, hard that. Not that, yeah that hurts that. but uh, <laughs> i don't know my i just other issues with that as well but yeah i got him uh nobody else put in a claim on him not even the dac owner really um, I, I still have yet to see who else that person has i haven't even looked yet because i'm just kind of embarrassed by it now <laughs> um, but also won a claim on uh, Kirk Cousins this week, um, which was not thinking I would get both of them and um, lost my claim on uh, on Fulgham. So that was great. And um, yeah, but no, I, I, I do think he's worth a pickup, uh, especially in a 10 team, you know, even in a 12. I, I think he is worth, uh, well, you know, a, a spec ad, if you will, <laughs> um, to just to have somebody else there to have a body. So, I mean, he's going to have the volume if that defense continues yeah. to allow this many points. I mean, at the very least, he'll have a Jameis Winston year where, he, you know, he's going to have a lot of yards. He might have a lot of turnovers, but he's going to be fantasy relevant. Uh, yeah, I mean, so it's interesting. So I, I think he is worth the spec at in. Sorry, we're having a little technical difficulties with uh, AJ's video. It, it cut out on, on OPS for some reason. Um, not bad. I OBS, yeah. Him. So no, nah, I don't, I'm not sure it's totally you. Uh, but <clears throat> anyway, so we're, we're trying our best to get that back. I don't know if Jeff, you can tweak it with something on OBS and see if we can get it back. Um, so the one thing I want to ask though, so obviously Dalton's Dalton, right? He's a quarterback. In my opinion, he's kind of streamer territory at this point. Um, but I mean, how does this affect guys like Cooper and Gallup and Lamb and Zeke, right? And, and even Schultz. 
I mean, there's just there's no way around it. But like I said, with the defense, you know, giving up as many points as they have to, they they're going to be playing catch up for majority of the year. So I would think you're going to have to lower expectations. Like Amari Cooper has probably been, you know, in most formats, top five, maybe top three. He he might finish now top fifteen, but you you're gonna take that. The the only person I'm worried about maybe is Schultz. I you know obviously Gallup's been inconsistent, but I don't think Andy Dalton is afraid to throw it down the field. Yeah, no, I don't think he is either. I mean, he's had downfield options in the past, so uh, I, I can see that he never really has had a, a great tight end at least not that i can remember so oh, well, i mean eifert but he, he could just, never how, stay how often was he on the field <laughs> so yeah uh I, I i could see that you know being more I effective see, i could see you know like maybe 10 percent more of the passing game just going more to zeke as you know drop back drop downs you know just because he isn't going to be able to find those people deep so zeke might see an uptick in targets yeah i absolutely um like zeke more now uh, i think they're going to rely on that <clears throat> i think they're going to rely on the running game a little bit more with dalton there uh cooper and gallup and land will see a slight downtick in value but it's not going to be drastic enough i feel like i think we'll get less touchdowns probably um from all from all those guys um so maybe I mean it's possible you could sell high and you know gain a little value, but it's going to be tough I think at this point. But because um, they've been so good, yeah. and people that you're going to want to get back in return, people aren't going to want to give those guys up for a, a slight you know. If there's just the the slightest hint of unknown with that Dallas offense right now, so people are going to probably be smart enough not to trade with you yet. Um, yeah, so. And last thing, and, and on the schedule here, it was supposed to be, you know, Le'Veon Bell release. Who are the potential landing spots? Well, I'm going to guess a whole Kansas morning City. goes by. Yeah. Hey, yeah. A <laughs> um, whole morning goes by and, and we've got it. We got our answer. The Kansas City Chiefs. So a lot of other questions here instead of where the best and worst <laughs> spots for him. It's what does this do for Edward Hilaire? It it's going to eat into his value a little bit, but he's on an explosive offense with Patrick Mahomes. They're going to, you know, it's Andy Reid's offense. They're going to incorporate the running backs in this. Uh, it's going to probably take, you know, a week or two for even Le'Veon Bell to learn the playbook. But I, I can see maybe a layer now being relieved of his red zone carries. Because Le'Veon's just going to be a bigger back. He's going to be able to actually get in the end zone. Uh, it's a tough call. Yeah. It's kind of like Shady last year when they signed him off the you know street. Yeah. I, I was thinking the exact same thing in that, you know, people were like, oh, man, Shady's coming in. He's going to be the guy. Well, that didn't work. <laughs> so, like, yeah. how much do we think Bell? And I think at this point, Bell's better than Shady was last year. Oh, absolutely. But I mean, how much do we think Bell is really going to come in? AJ, you can answer this and and just 
take over or possibly take over or get goal line carries or whatever people are saying. Like there's all sorts of, you know, opinions out there. I have no idea. I mean, I don't think anybody does. So. Yeah. I mean, I think he's going to come in and, and like Mike said, I agree. He's going to have to learn the playbook. He's not going to just come in and all of a sudden take over the job. Um, and Andy Reid's not afraid to use multiple running backs regardless. I mean, even when Brian Westbrook was at his peak in Philadelphia, there was still other guys that were that were there on the periphery that were used in certain situations and were better in certain situations. So um, I, I think he'll be brought along slow enough. I mean, the team's four and one, you know, they're 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 still a very strong Super Bowl contender. This only makes them stronger, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and Bell's still got something to prove. You know, I, I still think he's got a chip on his shoulder from when he sat the season out, and he wants to prove himself right for doing that, even though I think it was a stupid mistake. But um, as he does. probably doesn't. And he wants to, to go out there and prove that he's still a viable option in the running game. And I think he is. Um, I, I think this only helps their passing game. Um, we saw what he did last year in the passing game with the jets who were terrible. Again, blame it on uh, crazy eyes, but you know, it, it's, it's going to be something where it, it's not going to be this immediate impact, but I think he's going to eventually end up being a very strong option and you can't cut bait on him. I mean, if if you want to try to trade him, you know, you probably can, but maybe still take a wait and see, see what he does for a week or two. And then if he starts increasing touches, increasing action, then it might be a good time to flip him, you know, on potential, um, especially if you have depth. So that's kind of my thought on it. Yeah, I've, I do have him in the crab cake league. It's the only league I got him in. He fell to like round seven, and I was like, uh, "All right, fine, I'll I'll, I'll take the plunge." And <laughs> kind of wish I hadn't because he's been terrible and and hurt and whatever. So, um, I was a few beers deep at that point. So, uh, <laughs> you round seven, never. I was a few beers deep already. I was never a draft. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of wait and see because I don't think you're really going to get much value for him at this point. I'd be shocked if you could get anything worthwhile for him. It's just going to be another like wild card play. And I'd rather take the chance on, you know, a guy who used to be a pro bowler and is going to the best offense in the league than somebody who is not in that situation. <laughs> so give me Le'Veon Bell right now and I'll just see what happens. And at worst, if it sucks, I'll just cut bait and just go start taking whoever. So I, I wouldn't even be surprised if he lines up in the slot. He did it before when he was on the Steelers. You know, I mean, he has the capability to run those slot routes. Yeah, I mean, they've got a lot of receivers, but like honestly, like I mean, Watkins is super inconsistent and now injured. Hardman's there, but I mean, he hasn't really come around. He's got his boom games, but he's got a lot of bust games too. I could see it happening too. I mean, the problem is that they line Kelsey up in the slot a lot. So you know, yeah. like, how many guys are you gonna do that? With? <laughs> so. Um, that's, that's where I, I don't know if they can really fit it into the offense as much as people are thinking that I, but I have heard that opinion a lot. And like you said, it's all speculation at this it point. It totally is. I mean, nobody knows Andy Reed. It's a genius. So I'm sure he's got something up his sleeve, but we'll see what happens. So 
All right, next up, I want to get into some week five. AJ's smirking at something here. What is he watching on TV? Um, <laughs> watch, watch no, nobody, TV. nobody, could, nobody could see him. Nobody knows what it is. Other video than got and, cut yeah. out for some weird reason tonight. So we've put a, a weird. <laughs> oh, geez, nice, good, good, good picture, Jeff. Um, <laughs> uh, we've put a, a funny, funny picture up there. Stop moving it. Um, we're good. All right. So <laughs> good amateur podcasting. I love it. Uh, <laughs> so I want to go through some week five kind of un- unexpected performances, both good and bad. And uh, we'll go good news first. Um, Chase Claypool, obviously number one on the list here. Four touchdowns. Michael, I got to ask you, I mean, four touchdowns, obviously a fluke. But was the was his play in general a fluke or what, you know, based off of Deontay Johnson getting hurt super early in that game and Juju not really playing all that well, or is he the real deal? And should people like, should have people, I know it's already happened, but should have people gone out and spent boatloads of their fab on this guy. Is it a weird answer to say it's a combination of all, all of what you said? I mean, cause he is a physical freak. I mean, at the combine, I mean, this guy is six foot four, two twenty seven, and ran a four four two forty yard dash with a forty and a half inch vertical. Like he's just he's a freak when it comes to athletic, and he's got a six eight wingspan. Plus, like you said, Deontay Johnson got injured, so it gave him more opportunity. But at the same time, he did not run the most routes on the team either. I mean, Juju has been struggling. So I'm going to have to go with a combination of all of them. I think it's very possible that he could be the real deal. Now, it's very unlikely he's going to get four touchdowns again, maybe ever in his career. But I think it's likely he's, you know, could have two touchdowns in weeks to come. Yeah, I mean, I I like him, but AJ, what do you got to say? That was painful to watch, first of all, uh, (laughs) as an Eagles fan. But yeah, I. I do like his upside. Um, I mean, again, it just kind of goes back into all of the solid receiver production that we saw coming in to the league in this draft. And look at all the guys that have excelled so far. Now he has his huge breakout game. Justin Jefferson had his a couple weeks ago. Um, You know, CD Lamb has been really good. Judy has been decent for Denver. Um, all of these guys are not in an Eagles uniform as well. So <laughs> talk about the shit-tastic luck that we have in picking the one guy who gets injured in, what, week two, three, maybe? I mean, it, it's just, it, it makes sense. Uh, somebody tweeted that out. I, I apologize for not having their name but it was a great tweet i was like man this guy's freaking spot on with all of these good receivers listed and none of them wear an eagles jersey but yeah i mean he just did it against the eagles which wasn't also surprising either um i think ben has a comfort with him now i mean he should at least but he he also has he's not just the receiver i mean you saw uh Ray Ray McLeod bouncing all over the place and doing all these little gadget plays. And then they're like, Hey, let's try it with this guy too. And I I think that he can be very valuable in, in this offense. Um, 
So I, I, I do like Claypool. I think, again, as we were already saying, sell high if you can. And if you're not a believer and you don't need him, um, but in a dynasty, I would definitely be holding him. Oh, yeah. Nobody's trading this guy in a dynasty. <laughs> that's not even a question. <laughs> oh, that's okay. I know. That's um, kind of my sarcastic joke. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. So next guy up is uh, your team, AJ. Travis Fulgham. I don't even know if I said that right. Um, yeah. I don't have the stats in front of me. I meant to write them down, but got tied up with the kids today. But question and AJ, I'm gonna let you answer this first, just because I know you're gonna rant <laughs> so that we can catch up with time if you go too long. Is uh I mean, could these get, could the Eagles have finally found a receiver they can rely on? I mean, let's be honest. When the hell is Jeffrey coming back? When's DJX gonna last longer than 10 plays? Our single way side is a bust. Rager is who knows yet. Ward is whatever. Like, is he the guy? Or is this just a random week, week and a half of good play from him? I mean, I'll tell you what. The guys at the Amoroso's Bread Factory down in Philly <laughs> are re- really getting pissed off at the Eagles for just coming around the dark alleys at night <laughs> and finding these guys while they're loading bread trucks. No, I'm kidding. This guy is awesome. I mean, two weeks that he's been here, he's had a touchdown in both weeks, and it's been impactful, you know, for the team at least. Yes, they lost the game this past week, but he went 10 for 152 and the touchdown on 13 targets. And two weeks ago on Sunday night football, he only went two for 57 and a touchdown on three targets. But you know, Ertz has been garbage this year. Godert's been hurt. Everybody else you mentioned is hurt. I mean, it's it's last year all over again yeah, with more thing. injuries. I don't know how that's even possible, but they found a way to do it. What um, are they putting in the water so, down there? Okay. Up there, whatever. <laughs> water. Water. We drink water in Philly. <laughs> water. Okay? Water. I can't even do that. I even uh, tried. And I just did. It sucked. <laughs> Exactly. So stop. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I agree. <laughs> Alshon is, I mean, he's a shell of himself, his former self, whatever you want to say. And I, I loved bringing him in when we did, um, stealing him from Chicago. Sorry, Jeff, but he was great for us. And he just hasn't been able to stay healthy lately. Um, Deshaun, same deal. You bring him back. Last year, it's like, oh, look at this guy. He's a saving grace. He has a huge week one against his former team in Washington. And then now he can't even stay on the field. So I I don't know. I mean, I, I like Fulgham. I think he's uh I think he's a solid ad and he's heavily added. I actually grabbed him for free in Fishbowl today. I don't know how, but I managed to do that. Um I wish my I wish my leagues were as asleep as some of yours because like mine I can't do anything like unless I want to literally full fab on I literally guys. logged on at twelve fifty eight I was like oh crap I forgot to put in waivers he was my fourth claim and for some reason I think it, it was already one o'clock and I'm still making claims and they the first three went through but I, I guess I didn't get the one on him so I just added him for free like three hours later. It's like, okay, no one's paying attention again. Thanks. <laughs> wow. um, and I'm still uh, 0-5. I don't understand it. I do <laughs> not understand. 
Well, I know why, but I'm not going to say anything right now. <laughs> You're not that much better than me, buddy. What do you? Uh, I'm actually in the rankings. Am I? No, point points wise, I'm terrible. But I think I'm. Oh hmm? no, I'm two and three. I should be three and two. I lost by three. I've lost by a point and a half and three points in that league. Uh, yeah. Granted, my this... point total is awful. Is this the Ridley one? Yes. <laughs> one of the I Ridley just, ones. I, I, yeah, I, I don't, we don't have to talk about that anymore. But yeah, <laughs> if, if for whatever reason your managers were smart and, and pushed everything to today um, and he's still sitting there, go get this guy. I mean, he, he's going to get the ball. And I don't love the matchup this week, but who the hell else are they throwing to? Nobody. Yeah, no, it's, it's it's interesting. I don't know what to think there. It seems like teams not, are selling out. It seems like teams are selling out on uh, stopping Zach Ertz with all the injuries to the uh, wideouts. So I working. mean, <laughs> which makes sense. Yeah. Talk so about I it. mean, it it leaves a lot of targets for Fulgram out on the field, and volume is precious. Yeah. Well, and that's the 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 last thing I'll say on it is. Wentz misses so many damn throws uh, from what I've seen this year watching their games. I, I've watched almost every game all the way through. And I just I don't understand why his accuracy is so bad this year, aside from maybe the fact that he's under so much pressure because the O-line has been beat up. But, I mean, he's missed Ertz on a handful of throws that should have been dead on and, and gone for another 40 yards but they didn't so yeah whatever they'll find a way to win the nfc worst uh <laughs> at at four ties and four wins and whatever the hell the difference is eight games eight losses um all right so mess. next guy up here good performance and maybe not so surprising but just kind of interesting to talk about the situation in general and we'll give a quick talk on it because or take on it because we are running a little long here so daryl henderson had a great week um and this was with acres back and acres had a fairly good game but it was off like a 47 yard run that he had he had like 61 yards total other than that not much uh malcolm brown was healthy as well i mean is he the guy to own going forward or are we starting to lean back toward acres now that he's healthy michael what do you think <sighs> I don't trust anyone in this backfield, honestly. I, you know, they said it in the offseason, and he's been, you know, repeating himself ever since. He kind of wants to copy, you know, the Kyle Shanahan, you know, rushing scheme with multiple backs. Now it seems like Daryl Henderson seemed, you know, has the hottest hand out of it. Um, Cam probably has the best potential to take over that lead just because they spent, you know, second round draft capital on him. Uh, but if he can't stay healthy and stay on the field, it, it's probably the safe call is probably Daryl Henderson. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree, but AJ, you got anything else to add to that? Yeah. I mean, the only thing I'll say about Henderson is uh, I got to give props to, uh, this guy Leonard that was in a dynasty league of mine that was trying to, to pimp this guy and push him and, and everything. And no one was buying it and including me. <laughs> And uh, we had some some fun words on back and forth. Long story short, the guy's out of the league and and not <laughs> with us anymore because of whatever. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, no, surprisingly, I'm not. He did I'm this just, one on his own. I'm uh, I'm just 
just stabbing. But him. yeah, he he, he got real, real weird, real weird about the uh, you know end of days sorts of things, and it's like, uh, okay, dude, just nobody likes Henderson or the end of days. Just calm down. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think he's the possibly the most talented as an all around player. Um, I mean, Acres. It's hard to judge since he he's missed a little time, you know, and and he's a rookie. So I just don't love this backfield, regardless either. So that's my my take on that. <clears throat> All right, so let's get in some of the bad here. Terry McLaurin, not a great week from him. Obviously, I mean, we even we knew Dwayne Haskins wasn't going to be there. Kyle Allen got knocked out early. Brought in Mr. Checkdown, Alex Smith. Great story that Alex Smith played. I mean, that was awesome to see. But he was not ready to get into an NFL game. Let's be honest. He was just checking down to uh, McKissick about 13 times that game, it felt like. So what do we think? Haskins doesn't look like he's coming back into this ball game for them anytime soon. So what are we thinking with McLaurin going forward? I mean, are we ready to just jump ship? Maybe somebody ready to buy on him, or you still waiting? Now, this I, I might be just a tad bit biased because I am a McLaurin owner in you know a couple leagues. But I mean, going back to last year when Kyle Allen uh, led the Panthers when Cam was injured, he made DJ Moore more relevant last year than what Teddy Bridgewater is making him this year. So it's possible; it's very possible for Terry McLaurin to succeed in this offense. Now, the one thing I will be saying is I I don't think you should sell on him just yet because his next weeks are just unbelievable with the schedule. He gets the Giants this week, Cowboys next week. He gets his bye week, but then he has the Giants again, Lions week 10, Bengals week 11, and then the Cowboys in week 12 again. Like That is probably the best wide receiver schedule you can ask for. It's definitely good. Yeah. I mean, it's just a matter of can the quarterbacks get in the ball. So yes. it's it's a tough, it's a tough, tough decision. I I get it. I, I think he's super talented. Um, but but it is gonna be tough for him to produce like he was without Haskins just chucking the ball constantly. That's <laughs> the one thing ha- he had going for him was him and Haskins had a great uh great connection there. So uh AJ I'll give you this next one here. Tyler Lockett four catches on five targets DK Metcalf had six on 11. Lockett didn't do much with them, honestly. Week four was kind of the same. I mean, still plays second fiddle to DK. I mean, is this. Uh, I, think I don't it's think Lockett's anything to like worry too much about. I think Lockett will be fine overall. But like, I mean, is he just moved down to like wide receiver two territory automatically here? Because people had him much higher than that, I felt like. Yeah, I think this is definitely. DK's coming out and him taking over, which a, a lot of people were projecting as well. Um, so I can't really say it's some big secret, but I, I think Lockett's still a viable starting option. You know, everywhere the, the offense is too good and they're going to still be throwing the ball a decent amount. So I don't think Lockett falls completely off. Um, but I do think that he is more of the the wide receiver two to DK as the wide receiver one and, and possibly even the wide receiver three on some weeks if David Moore pops off again. Yeah, who knows if that is happening. Uh, Michael, last one to you here. Joshua Kelly, 
I mean, he was not only outplayed but outcarried by Justin Jackson, fifteen to eleven, out targeted six to one. It not looking good. I mean, when Eckler went down, everybody was on the Kelly train, and I was one of them. And it looks it's looking like Jackson's the guy at least for now. I mean, is this just temporary until Eckler comes back, or is Jackson past him? You know, repassed him. I guess on the depth chart. If if Jackson does this again, I absolutely think so. But I I think going back to you know the couple of weeks that Kelly played with Eckler, mm-hmm. you know he fumbled back to back games. I I think at this point Anthony Lynn just I don't think he can trust him with a full workload without That's fumbling fair. the ball. So That's I think fair. you know Justin Jackson's just in there to try to lighten the load. Yeah. I also kind of wonder if Jackson's better at receiving. And so, it's like, he's, he's getting a lot more of those, you know, just this is very he- pass-heavy offense right now. Yeah, so uh, it's very interesting to see. I'm, I'm not cutting bait on Kelly, but it's something I'm not I, – I was hoping for a lot more, and I think everybody else was too. So, all right, let's yeah. wrap through the injuries here. AJ, I'll let you start out, and then I'll, I'll pick up and we'll go from there. All right, Jeff, you ready to uh, set the timer for me? Okay, good, and go. <laughs> All right, we know you are out, Mr. CMC. You will not play in week six, but you have a good chance to return in week seven. A welcome sight for myself and many others, especially in Scott Fish, where you were drafted first overall. Uh, quarterbacks, we're looking at Darnold. He is out with a shoulder. Uh, Joe Flackalicious is there to serve you up some Pizza Hut with his eyebrows. Baker Mayfield is limited with ribs. Keep an eye on him. Melvin Gordon, we probably should have uh, highlighted this earlier, uh, got himself a Dewey, and he has a suspension likely coming. Uh, Denver's coach has said they may not be doing more than uh, what the league will do suspension wise, but he did practice today. Still unsure if he'll play this weekend. My guess is out. Uh, Zach Moss is questionable with a toe. He's missed the past few weeks. Darrington Evans also with a toe. He is now on the IR. We've got AP is questionable with quote unquote illness, uh, not COVID as far as we know, we but it that. is an illness. That is what we know. Kareem Hunt is thigh and limited. Uh, Dalvin Cook, groin, he is out this week, uh, as we've already discussed. And they have the bye week next week, so look for him to be back in week eight. Uh, Leonard Fournette is limited with an ankle issue that he's still dealing with. Uh, Receivers, go for it. All right, yeah, so Julio Jones, obviously we know questionable with a hamstring. Hopefully he's back. John Brown, questionable with a knee. He did miss Tuesday night, which sounds feels really weird to say. A.J. Green, questionable with a hamstring. Jarvis Landry is questionable with ribs, which is a new injury for him. He did not practice. Mike Evans, ankle limited, so hopefully he can get going. Got an interesting one here that kind of popped up. OBJ, questionable with an illness, and they are retesting him for COVID. Uh, they immediately did it. They sent him home, so... Not feeling great there. I mean, anybody else on the Hooper train? If uh, OBJ and possible Landry out, because I am. <laughs> yep. 
I picked like, him up. Hell in yeah! The league. I definitely <laughs> I picked him up in a league. I did in one league. This makes my pickup of him look better. <laughs> I know, right? I picked him up like a week ago because I was like, "Oh, I need a backup tight end." Like my tight end is crap, so I had this dream and figured, why not? So, uh, Noah Fant questionable with the ankle, limited in practice. That was Wednesday. I haven't gotten an update, so uh, that'd be a big upgrade for for them and a possible really good tight end play if you can get him. Oh, sorry, I did tight. I jumped at the guy. Bled it together. Didn't put the gap in there, Jeff. Sorry. Uh, Chenault, questionable hamstring. Uh, and then other bad news here. DJ Shark, questionable ankle. Uh, he's, In my opinion, he's more doubtful than questionable, but they still have him listed that way. Michael, I mean, we saw how bad Minshew played that one week the Shark was out. I mean, he's been good otherwise. So uh, people like to stream Minshew, but is he off your streaming radar if Shark is out? I streamed him once this year already. And I regretted it when it was when Chark was out. So I'm going to suggest that with Chark, he, without Chark, he's kind of like Matt Ryan without Julio. He's struggling. I, 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 don't, I don't trust it if Chark's not in. Yeah, I, I totally agree here. Uh, Sammy Watkins, questionable hamstring. Expected to miss a couple of weeks. So I'm not really sure why it's questionable. Um, <laughs> AJ, I'll ask you, what do you, what do you think about Hardman? If uh, if Watkins misses time, like people love this guy, but he hasn't, my opinion, he hasn't quite been consistent enough to trust. But is he worth it? Like a flex? I I think I'd go with Robinson over Hardman, honestly. Interesting. But, I mean, he has he dude, Robinson has those games where he's like, "What? Yeah. Okay, fine." <laughs> I and I, that I, that could be it. I mean, it, it could be Hardman. Hell, it could be Byron. Pringle this week. Who knows? Um, <laughs> yeah, knows you know, sometimes. maybe it'll be Lev Bell. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Doubtful. All right. Uh, Michael Air Thomas Fisher, questionable. <laughs> yeah. Michael Thomas yeah. questionable with the ankle. Uh, also dealing with team discipline stuff. You know, he, he got sat down sidelined last week. So uh, um, this is something to watch going forward. I don't, they actually don't play this week, but I just wrote it down there just because uh, Chris Godwin Hamstring limited in practice. Russell Gage, shoulder limited. We've got more receivers. Receivers is a long list. Darius Slayton, questionable with a foot limited in practice on Wednesday. Sterling Shepard on the IR. Eligible to return this week, so be on the lookout there. Bashard Perryman, questionable ankle. Limited practice Wednesday. He's, he could come back this week, and you kind of wonder how that could affect Crowder's, you know, just volume esque play because he's been amazing. I don't think Perryman is going to be a drastic difference, but enough to make Crowder not like the guy that you want to love. Like everybody is just, just falling over for right now. It feels like, and then the Steelers just shoot Juju and Deontay. We've mentioned it both questionable knee and back injuries. They did not practice Wednesday. Did not get the update today, unfortunately, but, um, uh, be on the lookout for that. So hopefully one, if not both, can play. And then you can finish off tight ends, AJ, if you want. All right. We got Noah Fant, questionable ankle, uh, limited in practice uh, Wednesday. Uh, Tyler Eifert, neck. He is potentially out this week, looks like. Uh, Mo Ali cox questionable knee, did not practice on Wednesday. And after his one blow-up week, um, he is safe to drop at this point. Gronk, shoulder, limited. You're not, maybe not dropping Gronk, but uh, obviously keep an eye on him. He hasn't been super productive yet. Uh, Jordan Aikens is still still dealing with uh, knee and concussion. He was limited 
Um, and then last but not least, Mr. Hayden Hurst, who I already talked about, back limited. Um, he was questionable from what I saw earlier today. And that is a wrap on injuries. Let's yep. get into our picks of the week. Absolutely. So, Michael, you'll go first here, but let me set it up for everybody. Uh, week six picks. We've got quarterbacks, running backs, receivers, sleepers, and busts. Our quarterback sleeper, we use the Fantasy Pros ECR expert consensus rankings list as of this afternoon. Uh, anybody, a, a quarterback above five, 15, sorry. I don't know why I almost said 500. That made no sense. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? 15. I was throwing rubble, for rubble, 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 rubble. I, you know, I kind of wanted to go with the easy route this week and go Matt Ryan, you know, because he was ranked, you know, 16th and he's got a good matchup with the Vikings. But, you know, I wanted to, you know, be a little bit more challenging. And I, I went with Baker Mayfield. Now, he's QB 22. Um, I know he's, you know, questionable with his rib injury, but, you know, in his career, he's only missed one game out of 35. So I expect him to play. Uh, the Steelers, the rush defense is second in the league. They've only allowed 64 yards per game to running backs. So it's going to be tough for them to be able to pound the ball. I just feel like if the Browns are going to win, they're going to have to rely on Baker this uh, this week. Good luck. I mean, <laughs> I know it's it's it's, hey, it's, it's that's a tough call. call. It's a gutsy call. <laughs> a tough but call. if, if, if like Carson it. Wentz and Travis Fulgram can go off on this Pittsburgh secondary. Why, why can't, you know, an OBJ, a Jarvis Landry, a Kareem Hunt, uh, Austin Hooper go off? Yeah, that's that's true. I feel you, man. I, I'll give you one for that. AJ, what you got? All right. So uh, I am going with Jared Goff. We just saw the beard put up a stat line of 350 with three touchdowns and zero interceptions against San Fran. Um, and while they will potentially welcome back Richard Sherman this week, I still like Goff's upside. Um, you know, San Fran just haven't hasn't looked like the defense that they've been <laughs> last so- year. And you know, and this is a division game. This this is always a very tough game. I feel like, and it's it's just a knockdown, drag them out type match. So I, I do like Goff's upside here. Yeah, absolutely. I, I like that pick. I went with Ryan Tannehill. Um, he's got two top ten finishes this season for quarterbacks already. Um, you know, you got AJ Brown last back last week, and we saw how that worked out against Buffalo's defense of all, all of you know of all teams. So Houston's been pretty average. So I feel like Tannehill could just eat him up. So fired up with Tannehill. Absolutely. All right, running backs here. Anybody above 24, Michael, go. <laughs> this one was a tough one for yeah, me. Yeah, they are uh, tough. <laughs> yeah, I, Running back's the worst one to pick, dude. Yeah. I, it took me, you know, a good solid 10 minutes to make this pick. You know, I mean, I, it was not easy. But I ended up going with uh, the guy with the most potential in my mind this week, Chase Edmonds. You know, he's it's kind of cheap, like I said. You know, it's he's running back 25, and we're going off 24. Yeah. Nah, that's fine. But uh, the Cowboys the are allowing yeah the Cowboys are one of the better matchups in the league. I mean, and Kenyon Drake has not been looking like the Kenyon Drake last year. Uh, 
They allow 155 rushing yards per game to running backs. And believe it or not, Chase Edmonds is third on the team in targets behind Hopkins, who has 53. Unbelievable. And uh, Fitzgerald at 25. I mean, Edmonds has 23 targets. It's kind of blasphemous that he's the third target leader on this team. But he's also the second in yards after catch on this team. Again, behind only Hopkins. Uh, Drake's only averaged 3.7 yards per carry. And same with reception, while Edmonds has averaged 5-point yards per carry and then 7.2 yards per reception. Like Edmonds just looks more explosive. And with this prime matchup, I can see... Obviously, both of them going off, but if we're going off, you know, sleepers, I'd go Edmonds. Yep. I like that pick. I, I, almost, I almost picked it. What'd yeah, you I, I almost picked it as well, and uh, I will have to one-up you and go with the borderline, uh, right on the border at 24th. <laughs> Cheating a little bit here, but Joe did with his, his quarterback sleeper, so whatever. Um, it was like 18 when I picked. But did he <laughs> creep back? It, did he look at it up? again today? Then look at it. Oh, again geez. All right. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, he uh-huh. creeped up. Anyway. Did he? All right. He's right That's on the border fault. here <laughs> at 24th, and that is Mr. Devonta Freeman. Um, he's steadily been getting better. Uh, you know, as the the main back for the Giants. Uh, he found the end zone last week for the first time. And I, I think he could also be more involved in the passing game this week. Um, Washington has a really good uh, pass defense or, or, you know, pressuring from their defense uh, against uh, opposing quarterbacks. So I think Danny Dimes could be under some uh, some some heat this week, and he's going to be looking for someone close by to dump the ball off to. And I think Freeman could be that guy. Interesting pick there. Again, yeah, the running backs are tough. I went with Adrian Peterson. I don't love it, but you know the Jags are allowing the ninth post points to running backs, so that's all I can say there. So maybe <laughs> AP just kind of falls in the end zone, and, and you're feeling pretty good about that. So it's a tough week with bye weeks too. There's a lot of guys out. Yeah. So yeah. Um. So AP is a guy that I'm firing up in one league because I have to. <laughs> it's just kind of whatever. All right, receivers. Anybody above 36, Michael? Ah, see, uh, you, you guys are going to think I'm a Cardinals fan, but I'm actually a Packers fan. I'm going to go with Christian Kirk here uh, at wide receiver 42. Again, you know, it's prime matchup. It is. The, the Cowboys are allowed. They've allowed 12 receiving touchdowns to, uh, to wide receivers through five games this year. I mean, that's just an absurd amount. Hey, Kirk has uh, ever, ever since coming back from his injury two games ago, he has 12 targets in the passing game. Uh, he's made do with them with eight receptions for 97 yards. And he uh, had a touchdown last game. Um, he's that big play type of receiver. He averages 14 yards per reception on the year. And uh, I think the Cowboys might try and double covered and sell out on Hopkins, which would leave Kirk one-on-one. I like it. That's uh, that's also who I picked. And my notes here are Dal ass sucks ass against opposing <laughs> wide receivers. Enough said. You already hit it. You already hit it all. So, yeah, I, lo- I like Kirk a lot this week. Too. I like Jers better. It's more entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> we could be a little vulgar. For once, I was Sorry. short and sweet. It's amazing. Yeah. Although I you're not have that ability. You keep talking, so you're not short and well-rounded, sweet. Well-rounded, well-rounded, uh. <laughs> aficionado here i guess all right preston williams is mine i mean look the talent is there we all knew it we saw it last year 
You know, you wonder if the slow start was due to him, you know, knocking off the rust after the injury last year. The matchup is good, too. The Jets are just terrible. So, I mean, let's just hope he can come around and do it again because people were really hyping him earlier this season, me included. So, all right, let's move over to bust quarterbacks. Anybody inside the top 12? I definitely cheated on this one a little bit. I went with the 12th quarterback, uh, Tom Brady, against the Packers this week. Uh, Big Tom. Like, <laughs> like we've highlight, highlighted earlier in the, the podcast, I mean, they have so many injuries. Mike Evans is questionable, ankle. Nope. Godwin, hamstring. Uh, Scotty Miller, hip groin. Gronk with the shoulder. Uh, Leonard Fournette with the ankle. Um, and the Packers' defense is no pushover this year. I mean, they're not, you know – top tier in my opinion coming from a Packer fan but they're no pushover they're sixth best this year against the pass defense only allowing 990 yards through four games now it's only four games but that's 247 yards a game it's not like there's not a high ceiling here for Tom Brady he's gonna have a solid floor but it ain't gonna be a a five touchdown performance like he had before all right well I I will uh go with the the opposite end of the spectrum in that game and go with Mr. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. Um, I, I, and I think, I think green Bay can take this game and, and with Rodgers, Yeah. It's great that he's coming off the bye, but Tampa Bay is still a very tough defense against opposing quarterbacks. Uh, I mean, you saw what they just did to, to big Dick Nick. I mean, he's quite <laughs> possibly the best quarterback of all time. And, and you know, he can't even get a handshake from the GOAT. So who knows what Rodgers is going to get oh after he gosh. beats Tom Brady. But um, I, the one thing I will say is at least Rodgers knows it's fourth down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can't see my hand. but oh, what for? <laughs> Yeah, it was fourth, idiot. Now it's now it's your turn the ball over because you can't count past can't, three. That, actually. that was incredible. That was phenomenal. But, uh, yeah, I, 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 you know, of the picks I had to take, you know, uh, Rodgers was the one I felt had the, the hardest, uh, hardest matchup. All right. Mine is good old Garner Mishu. And I was kind of <laughs> shocked to see him in the top 12. Uh, I know it's a yeah. pretty good too. matchup, but. Especially now that Chenault and DJ are, are both banged up, I'm I'm passing hard on this one. So no thanks. Uh, running back, anybody inside the top twenty? Joe Mixon. I I know he had his you know big coming out party you know a week ago having those three touchdowns, but he's ranked at running back ten. Uh, the Colts have the third best rush defense, only allowing eighty six point four yards a game. And, uh, you know, I know he's being used a lot more in the passing game recently in the past two games. But even so, the Colts on the year only have allowed 22 receptions for 150 yards and one receiving touchdown to running backs. And that was Kareem Hunt last week, and he had to make a phenomenal play to make that catch. Uh, so, I mean, you don't have a lot of upside here. I just don't – I don't see him having a – high ceiling week like the three touchdown ones but i he's probably going to have one of those david montgomery weeks where he has you know five receptions for 28 yards yeah i 
I also went with Mixon here. I mean, he's just been super underwhelming this season, and and you you hit it right on the head. I literally wrote in Indy is still a top notch rush defense, ranking third overall at eighty six point four yards rushing. <laughs> so thanks for highlighting that one for me as well. Um, no, I mean, I I still think Mixon is good long term for the season. Um, and, and and somebody had had posted something on Fantasy Life uh, about trading Diggs for Mixon, and I told him to go for it. You know, he had good depth at receiver and needed needed some running back help with uh, injuries and possible bye weeks coming up. So, I mean, it it was worth it to me. I, I still am a believer in Mixon. If he continues to underwhelm for another two to three weeks, then I might be jumping off of that bandwagon. But, um, you know, it, it's a tough matchup, so I, I can't hold too much against him. But yeah, I think this one's this is going to be a hard game for Cincy. It's mainly the matchup. I mean, you're, you you yeah. really like seeing the volume uptick in the passing game, you know, because it was why mm-hmm. why are the Bengals using Giovanni Bernard in the passing game? <laughs> So it's it's a plus yeah. to, <laughs> it's a plus to see him getting the passing work, but yeah, it's mainly matchup. All right, what you got, Joe? All right, mine is going to be Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I mean, let, let's be real about this guy, guys. Like he's had one, and it's funny. I just saw a tweet from Michael Tomlin, fantasy spec writer, talk about how he's also had co-host of the show last week on your record-breaking <laughs> yes. performance. One, thanks again, Mike. <laughs> One top 10 running back finish in half PPR leagues. And it was number 10. And it was week one. <laughs> um, his next best was 12 two weeks ago. I uh, guess Baltimore. So good performance. But other than that, it's 30, 21, and 26. Not good, folks. <laughs> um, bye, bye, bye. I mean, I'm just not feeling it. I mean, it's, it's not a bad matchup here. Uh, but, you know, Buffalo did just... I mean, they've been run on a few times this year, but they did granted he scored two touchdowns, but otherwise he really didn't do very well overall, like against them and Derrick Henry. I mean, 57 yards was not great. I don't know what was going on with him, but it just wasn't working. He just happened to fall in the end zone of one and then he had a good like 10 yard scamper for the other. But other than that, it wasn't a good day for for Henry. And so if Buffalo can do that against Derrick Henry. What do you think they're going to do against Edward Solaire? <laughs> like, I I don't want anything to do with that. So, all right, receivers here. Let's finish up uh, the bus and sleepers and bus. And we got anybody inside the top 24. There is Slayton for me at wide receiver 23. Uh, I just can't see Daniel Jones getting time to be able to throw him the pat, uh, throw him a deep pass this week. And if he if he is going to get passes this week, it's going to be slants and and drags and maybe a five yard curl route. Otherwise, Daniel Jones will be on the ground. <laughs> he, he's just not going to have the time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, it's either he's going to be on the ground or the ball is going to be on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. All right, AJ, what you got? All right, I'm going with uh, Mr. Amari Cooper. Um, you know, Gallup kind of seemed to be the go-to guy for Dalton really at the end of the game there, making those phenomenal catches back-to-back. Um, and nothing against Cooper. I just think that I, I want to see a full game of action with Dalton under center throwing to him um, or not to him uh, before I'm I'm really 
putting a big vote of confidence in him this week. Yeah, I can buy that. Mine's going to be DJ Moore. I, I did it last week and I missed because he had a, a 57-yard catch and run for a touchdown. But, I mean, other than that, the game wasn't very good. And I get it. Like, you can't take away the best plays all the time. But, like, the consistency here is not there yet. So I'm looking to see him do it again and again and again, right? It's just not working for me. Um, and the Bears, they're allowing the second least amount of points to receivers. So good luck. That's all I got to say. Um, finishing off here, rapid fire. Let's do it. Tight end streamers. I'm increasing it. I said I was going to do it last week because it's been bad. 50% or less tight end ownership from <laughs> Yahoo. Uh, I had to go with Irv Smith Jr. this week. Uh, only 7% owned in Yahoo leagues, but he's got a possibly the greatest matchup all all year. Fantasy, uh, the fantasy bleeding Atlanta Falcons. They average 18 points to tight ends. I mean... I can't. I can't think of any more reason. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, I will. <laughs> I will follow suit there again. <laughs> Atlanta's given up seven TDs to opposing tight ends, including three alone to Robert Tanyan, who nobody knew about. Um, Smith nearly matched his season total in targets last week. Uh, with five and he had six so far <laughs> on the season. He doubled his receptions from two to four last week. I mean, two in the season and had four alone last week. And then he nearly quintupled his yardage total from 14 yards to 64 yards. So yeah, I like Irv this week. All right. Uh, I'll keep it short. Eric Ebron, 13 targets over the last couple of weeks combined Steelers receivers are banged up and, you know, they face the Cleveland defense allowing the eighth most points to tight end. So especially if the receivers are, are hurt or anybody's out, I'm, I'm in on an Ebron's uh, on an Ebron sleeper uh, streamer. I mean, so defense is stream, Michael, what you got? I, I couldn't believe this when I looked at it, but uh, I'm going to have to go with the Washington football team defense. They were only rostered in 21% of leagues. I mean, they they play the Giants this week. I mean, Daniel Jones, the offensive line for the Giants is terrible. I mean, the fo- the Washington football team have 15 sacks through five games. That's three sacks a game. They eight in the first game, by the way. I yes, that's <laughs> so, insane. Just to put that into perspective, <laughs> that is so insane. It's good lately. Yes, not as good lately, but I mean. Daniel Jones only has two total touchdowns on the year through five games. It's not like he's been having the best year either. I tell you. All right, AJ, what's yours? All right, well, I'm going to go with the opposite end of the spectrum there and go with the Giants. (laughs) Uh, Washington's been susceptible to giving up points to opposing defenses. Um, Two weeks of double digits uh, and also a week of nine points to Arizona. So... I, I think this one could be a defensive struggle for both teams and, uh, you know, both could, could pan out well. All right. Mine to finish things up is going to be the Dolphins versus the Jets to starting no Le'Veon Bell, no Flacco. Or, yeah, and then they're starting Flacco, I mean. So, gimme, gimme, gimme. The Dolphins looked pretty solid, you know, at least once this year. So, I'll take a chance on them again if I have to. So, all right, man. Uh Michael, that's all we've got for the show. Before we let you go, uh, we will let you take some time and tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter and, and what else you got in store for us. Well, uh, you can find me on Twitter at be like underscore Mike with two eyes. Uh, 
like we highlighted earlier, I do the Wolfpack Fantasy Football Podcast with my buddies uh, Dylan Clemens and Michael Bonney. We work really hard on uh, trying to give you the best game previews we can. And then uh, I write the weekly trends article on Fantasy Six Pack. And I'm actually having a lot of fun doing it. I, yeah. It, it's good it, stuff. Yeah. Go check it out. Yeah. It comes out uh, Monday mornings. So uh, go go check that one out. It's, it's good stuff. It's good to see what what, uh, what he's kind of seeing each weekend and, and things that are progressing throughout the season. So. I'm in AJ. If you don't have anything else to add, um, again, subscribe, like, whatever. Uh, watch us on Twitter this week. We'll, we'll put out some info about these uh, jersey giveaways. And uh, other than that, I think we're we're good. Yeah, we we are good. I am uh, about to finish my second beer, the Dankful IPA from Sierra Nevada. Claims it's generously hoppy at 7.4 ABV, and uh, I would I would agree with that. Uh, so Master Shake, Pumpkin Nitro, we're out. <laughs> Pumpkin Nitro, sorry. All right. Cue's out, Jeff. <laughs>